Voice of St. Louis original podcast. This is the STL All Local Podcast from KMOX. I'm Michael Calhoun with your St. Louis Evening News. Our top story on this Tuesday, February 21st, on a respirator since that crash that took her legs, a teenaged volleyball player was going to be awakened by her parents to tell her what happened. But first, her parents attended the court hearing for the accused reckless driver. KMOX's Kevin Colleen was in the courtroom. The accused reckless driver, Daniel Riley, sat in the courtroom with a blank expression on his face, showing no remorse as he pleaded not guilty to this crash that forced the amputation of both legs of the visiting volleyball player, 16-year-old Janae Edmondson of a Nashville suburb. Her parents telling the courtroom, the mother saying, I feel like my soul has been ripped from me, and the father describing the, the panic as they were walking along downtown at 11th and St. Charles Street, and the, the car took his daughter out of his arms and pinned her against another car. He had to belt tourniquet her leg to prevent her from bleeding to death. I'm Maria Aquino. 16-year-old Janae Edmondson had to have both legs amputated after being hit by a reckless driver downtown Saturday night. Janae was attending a volleyball tournament with her family. The alleged reckless driver was free despite dozens and dozens of house arrest violations. KMOX asked the circuit attorney for the reason Daniel Riley was out and her spokesman released a statement saying the court was aware of Riley's violations and that a judge decided he could remain out on bond. Spokeswoman Allison Hawk goes on to say, quote, the victim in Riley's armed robbery case died, but the judge planned to move ahead with the July 2022 trial. I'm Sean Michael Lyle. The 22nd Judicial Circuit Court says don't blame the judge for the suspect in the downtown crash that critically injured a volleyball player being on the streets. The court says judges cannot act alone on GPS tracker violations, and it would have been up to the circuit attorney to file a motion to revoke the bond of Daniel Riley for his 51 violations. Their statement reads, The prosecutor to date has never filed a motion to revoke Riley's bond. The suspect is now held without bond on new charges. And a GoFundMe called Pray for Janae has raised $172,000 so far for Edmondson's family. We have a link if you'd like to donate at KMOX.com. A 34-year-old man is in critical condition after being shot at the Loughborough Commons Shopping Center before 10.30 this morning. When police arrived, they found the victim. He had been shot in the abdomen in critical condition. Police are not saying what led to the shooting. The EPA is getting ready to provide St. Charles with an update on the well field sampling that's led the mayor to shut down six of the city's seven water wells. Thursday night at 7 at the St. Charles Bermeo Catholic Church is expected to be standing room only. And I hope we get the same amount of attention that, that Ohio's getting, but Flint, Michigan got it and Jackson, Mississippi got it. So this is ongoing, and and a lot of our problems are with this particular region, the EPA, we feel. We didn't get the attention we needed. Finally, through social pressure and, and, and legislative pressure, we finally got a hearing, but they still will not say that Amher needs to step up and pay for this. So we won the battle having them named as a contaminator. Now we have to win the war, and that is to replace the million plus, 100 million plus, that's going to take us to remedy this situation. Mayor Dan Borgmeyer tells the show on KMOX he's ordered equipment that can be attached to the current wells to clean them. The equipment costs $20 million and $30 million to run it. They're hoping to have that set up by June 1st. Two longtime companies in Valley Park failed to dispose of chemicals properly. The chemicals leached into the soil, then the groundwater. The TCE Superfund site is getting cleaned up thanks to money in the infrastructure bill. The groundwater is a remedial action that's been done in the past to make sure it's not migrating any further. Now we're going back and 
addressing the source. Wytron with the EPA says the first step is to ensure the chemicals are no threat to people, then return the site to pristine condition. After Republican Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida visited the Chicago area yesterday, Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker responds. So he moves on and tries to use this word woke. Uh, to describe everything. He doesn't even know what the word means, and he has no definition of it. It's just anything he doesn't like is wokeism. Pritzker says he didn't hear the speech at a Back the Blue event, just read reports about it. Neither leader has announced to run for president, but both have been mentioned as possible candidates. While some may want to hang on to Fat Tuesday as long as possible, Reverend Nick Smith is getting ready for Ash Wednesday mass service at the old cathedral in downtown St. Louis. He says the church tradition dates back to the Middle Ages. Those who were about to die were laid on the ground on top of sackcloth that had been sprinkled with ashes. And then the priest would um, bless the dying person with holy water and say, remember, you are dust. And to dust, you shall return. So what more, my gosh, (laughs) that's very graphic. But currently, we use ashes as a sign of of the beginning of Lent. The Ash Wednesday Mass at the Old Cathedral will be at 7 a.m. and 12.10 p.m. tomorrow. The KMOX Business Desk, what's the retirement threshold? So how much money do you need saved up to retire comfortably and maintain your lifestyle? Good question. Well, in the latest MLive Pulse survey, 553 investors worldwide pegged that number at between three and five million dollars. Even more crazy is that eight percent of respondents say they don't plan to ever retire. Dan Schwartzman, Bloomberg Radio. As the news continues on KMOX, let's bring you the very latest. Agony in the courtroom is the parents of that teenage volleyball player who lost her legs to a reckless driver. The parents attended the arraignment today. The suspect was in the courtroom. And we've got a debate going on. The circuit attorney's office, the 22nd Judicial Circuit, of this suspect violated his GPS monitoring 50-plus times. Should he have been behind bars? Should he have been behind the wheel on Saturday night? We've got our KMOX news team at the anchor desk here in the studio. Sean Michael Lyle, Maria Kina, and Kevin Colleen all uh, in the studio. And I want to start with uh, Kevin Colleen and that uh, just heart-wrenching courtroom scene earlier today. In the courtroom, you had uh, the players, uh, the mother and father, who had been walking down the sidewalk with their 16-year-old daughter at a very happy moment. They're in St. Louis for the big volleyball tournament, but also her backstory, she had just agreed to go to a college and and, and made a commitment to a certain college, so the future was ahead of her. And as she's walking along, this uh, car comes racing down the street, and the father described how the car struck another car, and then that car swept his daughter out of his arms, and uh, she was pinned uh, between another car and, the, and the, the car that hit her. He took off his belt and tourniqueted one leg and asked somebody for another belt. And uh, the mom said it was like the life was just leaking out of her. And, and ahead of them, after this hearing, they said, we have to go out to the hospital where she's on a ventilator and tell her the facts of life, that she doesn't have legs anymore. She did not yet know that. But uh, the defendant, the 21-year-old defendant, uh, Daniel Riley, uh seemed to have steeled himself against showing any emotion. He was stoic-looking. Uh, he's he's facing assault charges for this, but also just a barrage of questions about earlier. How come he was even out on the streets able for this to happen? So let's move to uh, KMOX's Maria Kina now. And this suspect uh, had been involved in a, uh, a suspected armed robbery, charged with robbery and armed criminal action, uh, and uh, had been put on GPS monitoring 
50-plus violations, uh, and at one point was slated to go to trial last year, and the St. Louis Circuit Attorney's Office said, we're not ready. Let's dismiss and refile these charges. Bring us up to speed on what the Circuit Attorney has said in response to allegations that if they hadn't dismissed that case or if they had gone after uh, the GPS violations, that this suspect would not have been behind the wheel Saturday. Well, and that's that's the big question right now about how the explanation they're giving doesn't necessarily jibe with everything else. Uh, the circuit attorney, Kim Gardner spokeswoman, Alice, uh, Allison Hawks, says that the, they, the court was aware of Riley's violations. And I'm reading from this statement that they sent. And the decision to keep him out on bond was the judge's decision. And then they go on to say that the victim in Riley's armed robbery case died, but the judge planned to move ahead with the trial in July of 2022. The state then nollied the case and refiled for charges to pursue the case without the victim. Now, there's also some question there about the victim being deceased. We have had several reports where that victim is not deceased. And we've got a lot of conflicting information here. A lot here. of conflicting. And the thing of it is, in the judge's statement, in the courtroom back in July 18th, the judge said, defense is ready. We have the victim here, the witness, and the state not ready. Not ready. Uh, and so, uh, Sean Michael Lyle, so the circuit attorney says uh, the judge had the opportunity to put the kibosh on this GPS monitoring and decided not to. And then we got a statement from the 22nd Judicial Circuit, which is the court in question. What did they have to say? Well, they said that's not their job, that they basically, they play the referee, remember. They're not, uh, they don't call the plays. The, if the circuit attorney comes and asks for an action, then the judge can rule on it. But until that happens, it's the uh, it's the attorneys involved for the defense and for the prosecutors who make these decisions. As a matter of fact, and this was sent to us by Joel Courier, the spokesperson for the uh, 22nd Circuit uh, Court, and it said that, and I'm quoting now, the prosecutor to date has never filed a motion to revoke Riley's bond in response to any of the 51 violations in his pending robbery case. So they said that they were never asked to do that. And they can't just step in. A judge can't just step in and say, well, I see there are all these violations, whether the court knew about them uh, by looking on CaseNet. They say they don't get emails about that sort of thing. But if the court, even if they knew about it, they cannot act on their own. They cannot advocate for one side or the other. So they say that the court can't do anything about it. However, there is consideration that maybe perhaps Judge Brian Hettenbach back in April of 2022 did have a hearing to consider that. Mm. We don't know. And uh, it seems that they're not talking about it. Yeah, we've asked the uh, the judicial circuit whether there was a meeting and whether there was a hearing by that judge to consider at that point about 25 GPS right, violations. 25 to that point, it would yeah. be about 50 total by the time we'd get to Saturday. But by April of last year, it was 25. And uh, this is a KSDK report that Judge Hettenbach had a hearing and decided to keep the GPS monitoring status quo, uh, that would uh, contradict some of what we've heard from the courts. We've asked the courts for clarification on that, and uh, the only response we've gotten is that they can't verify or discuss anything about a closed case. But once again, the judges say that they're just the referees, that unless the circuit attorney comes and says, do something about it, they can't rule. Ed, do we have time for one more brief remark? The, the St. Louis Police Union talked to us about this case today, and they said this guy is not the only guy out there who's violating the ankle police. 
And they and they say the police department doesn't have the list of how many people are on home confinement and are just out there. But this is the one that became the guy that caused a tragedy. And they say there needs to be a complete review of the system. And just to wrap this up, we, we have to acknowledge and stress that this GoFundMe called Pray for Janae for the Edmondson family has raised $172,000, $172,285,000. Uh, that was of a $100,000 goal. Uh, so we have a link to that on KMOX.com. If you look through the comments, though, you'll see words of support, hundreds of them from volleyball clubs all over from Canada uh, to Ohio. Uh, and so definitely... Check out that GoFundMe. It's called Pray for Janae. Thank you for listening. I'm Michael Calhoun. STL All Local is a production of the KMOX Newsroom. Subscribe to STL All Local on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And have a safe night. We'll have more news in the morning.